0: Hi, this is Laura Lee Griffin. And this is Nikki May
1: with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love.
0: We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small actionable steps and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with
1: us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. We've told you all many times that Laura and I met in a peer accountability group for Bonnie Christine's Surface Design Immersion course. Today, and in a few upcoming episodes, we want to introduce you to the other women in our group and tell their inspiring Stardust stories. Each of us pretty much had one or two main goals that we hope to accomplish with our creative careers, and we wanted to share what we've all been doing to reach those goals.
0: Well, we've done a lot of interviews with very experienced artists who have tons of products and licensing deals and courses, and they have a lot to share with us for sure. You know, people like Lisa Glanz, who is a master at selling her digital designs and brushes and tools and digital marketplaces like Design cuts. But we often feel that they're so far ahead of most of us that we'll just never catch up.
1: Yeah, so we wanted to share stories from some artists who are not quite as far down that path. They may be more relatable to those of us that are at the Stardust stage. So today we're going to begin our accountability group series with Isabel Wood, graphic designer, digital creator, online educator, and self-proclaimed forever student from Montreal, who is just getting started in
0: putting her work out there to meet her goal. But we'll let her tell you about that. Isabel, welcome to the Stardust Society. We're so excited to have you here.
2: Thank you so much. I'm like really excited and nervous to be here. And I apologize if my voice squeaks. I was really, really sick last month and I lost my voice completely. And sometimes it still squeaks a little. So hopefully it won't be too bad.
1: I want to hear the squeaky voice. No, you don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Isabel, we think that you are a great example of a stardust. And we'd love for you to share your stardust
2: story with us. Well, I'm a forever startist. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I think this is one of my... I've just learned to accept this about myself is that I suffer from the shiny new object syndrome. And I like to try new things. I hear a new technique or a new medium. And I'm like, oh, I want to try that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've tried a lot of things and I change all the time. It has good points and bad points where sometimes I... Never get as far as I could in one subject or in one matter.
1: But you've been a graphic designer for quite a while, right? Mm, Four years?
2: No, since 2016. Okay. Four? Eh, We don't need to do math. (laughs) I'm not good at (laughs) mental math, sorry. (laughs) That's for the accountant, right, Laura? (laughs)
1: That's for the number cruncher. (laughs) That's actually more like seven years.
2: Yeah, seven years. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. that's so, really
1: bad. So what made you decide to take Bonnie's immersion course where we met you?
2: Well, I'm going to go back a bit, please. At the time that I was in high school, you basically had to decide what you were going to do for the rest of your life so that you would go university after. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I mm-hmm. up until my 40s, I still didn't know what I really wanted to do. But everything that I did after high school was always something in the creative field. I got a degree in floristry, flower arrangements. You know, cool. I did a degree in artistic makeup. I didn't work in that, but I I did the course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. You could go to those. um, Oh, gosh, what do they call those conventions, the
2: comic cons and stuff? Yeah, face makeup and so, yeah, I, I could have, <laughs> but I, what I really would have loved to do, because I love movies, I would have loved to work in movies because here in Montreal we have a lot of movie studios. Uh-huh. Oh nice. But the problem with that was it was kind of like a catch-22 because in order to get hired on a movie, you had the head makeup artist had to kind of know you, mm-hmm. and in order to know you, you had to go do some volunteer work with them. Well, I had a car, an apartment. And I was living alone. I couldn't just like take three, four days to go do some volunteer makeup and not, you know, have any revenue come in. So,
0: well, that was one path that was possible and you've chosen others. So, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
2: (laughs) I then ended up going to work in a warehouse for a medical device company. Mm-hmm. Very creative, very creative. <laughs> and then I moved up to customer service. But I mean, there was one good thing: is that's where I met my husband. So, oh, nice. It wasn't all bad. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up getting married. I had kids. You have two teenage boys, correct? Yeah, they're now teenagers, sixteen and nineteen. Wow. I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes me feel so old. <laughs> and But in the evenings, I took some night classes in photography. I took some cake decorating classes. I was obviously in the 2000s. Scrapbooking was really really big, so when the kids were born, oh, I fell into scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and card making and stamping, I even got certified as a Copic instructor like Laura. Mm-hmm. Um and then I ended up teaching myself Illustrator through the beginning of online videos and tutorials. I think I had taken one Rona Ferrer, I think. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but she's mm-hmm. uh Scrapbooking paper maker. Okay.
0: So you have a bit of a crafty background like I do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I taught myself Illustrator to create some party designs Mm -hmm. and party decorations for the kids. And then I ended up making my mom's second wedding invitation and my sister's wedding invitation. And I realized that I really enjoyed working in Illustrator.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And at 40, I decided to go back to school to become a graphic designer. Nice. So. I did that. And then I fell in love with creating fonts and it's just, I'm really bad at hand lettering, but Mm -hmm. I just really love the idea of making fonts and I buy all the fonts and
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have way too many fonts.
2: (laughs) Last, I'm sure both of you also do.
1: There are no designers that don't have too many fonts. And I bet you're probably like me and you still use the same four or five every time.
2: Yeah, something something (laughs) like that. (laughs) So at the end of the graphic designer course, I decided that I wanted to um, create fonts and graphics and assets to sell. Uh I was a huge customer of Creative Market at the time. Mm -hmm. And so the way that their application worked at the time, and this was back in 2017, Mm -hmm. uh, is you sent them a link to your portfolio or your social media. And so all I really had at the time was my Instagram. And I mean, it was okay. (laughs) I mean, it really wasn't that great. So I got turned down Uh and I started working as a graphic designer full time for a company. And that whole idea of creating fonts and, and graphics and assets just kind of fell to the wayside. And I mm-hmm. kind of just left it there. And then I was working as a graphic designer for a few years. And 2019, I decided to go freelance because I realized I did not like having a boss breathing down my, th- <laughs> my neck. <laughs> Amen, sister. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I decided to go freelance and I wasn't actively out there looking for clients because I mean, I know a lot of people need the money, but my husband has a really good job. So I was a stay at home mom before. So that income was just like a little bonus, a little extra for myself. And so I wasn't actively looking for clients. I just had a few people word of mouth come to me. And so I took those clients and I had some time left over. And I realized that through working for the graphic design company, the agencies and stuff, I realized that I like creating repeat patterns and I had taught myself how to create repeat patterns and stuff. So I decided in 2020 to take Bonnie Christine's course and that's where I met you guys. And for me, that was actually the best part of the course. And I know that's not the same for everybody. Some people get a lot out of it. Yeah. But because I knew illustrator so well, Mm -hmm. for me, I felt like... I wanted more of the business aspect of the surface pattern design industry, and I didn't get that. But for somebody that doesn't know Illustrator, she really like goes in from the beginning. It's a right. really good course to learn Illustrator and how to create pattern.
1: Yeah, I felt the same way since I've been working in Illustrator forever. Um, right. And I had taken a few classes about learning how to do repeat patterns. I did learn quite a few little little extra tips and, mm-hmm. and, and details, you know. But, um, but really,
0: truly the best part for me, too, was this group that we all met in. And I was different than you guys because I didn't know Illustrator when I came in. Mm-hmm. I knew a little bit on Photoshop, but not Illustrator. So I learned quite a bit from that process. But again, the very best part of it was the accountability group. And I will say I've been in so many accountability groups in other courses where um, it just it didn't necessarily gel. Yeah, they fall apart so quickly, usually. I mean, it's been now two years and there was something about the magic that came together with this group. Mm -hmm. So I just want to reiterate to our listeners how don't give up. It's been longer than two years, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. 2023
2: now. Yeah. It was in May 2020, wasn't it, that we took it? I can't remember. Two and a
1: half years. Close enough.
2: Something like that.
1: Yeah. So, Isabel, we wanted to focus on some of the goals that we had, um, both in the course and just what we've talked about in our accountability group. So, I know that you had at least one or two big goals that you've been working on. Do you want to tell us about some of that?
2: Yeah. So, I, I like sharing my knowledge when I know how to do something. I like when somebody doesn't know how to do it. I really enjoy teaching that person how to do things. So, I Figured that a good way to get passive income would be to create some online classes. Mm-hmm. So I had a goal to create some Skillshare classes. And in 2021, I put out two classes.
1: Amazing.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Because weren't
1: you, you know, pretty intimidated by that at first? Oh, my God. Yes. Maybe a little paralyzed.
2: <laughs> the first one took me a really long time to create. It took me more than the the period that the Skillshare has um, a, a challenge period where they, it's like three months to create a class and you get help from people. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't manage to finish it in that time. So it actually took me like seven, eight months to actually finish my first class. But you did it. I did. But yeah, I had some some personal issues at home where I kind of needed more of my attention. So that kind of like had to be put on the side for a bit. Um, My first class is doing really well. Mm -hmm. The second class is not doing as well as I was hoping, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to. It's like little by little. It's still there and it's still increasing uh, the number of students Little bit, little bit, little bit. So it's, it's not a complete flaw. So I'm OK with that.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about this process. So, you know, you had a goal that said, man, I love Skillshare. I would love to be on Skillshare, but I don't even know how to video things. I don't know how to do all this stuff. And um, and you had a goal and you said you, it may have taken seven or eight months to get that first class done. But you actually got it done.
2: I got it done. And I learned Premiere Pro. Because right. I knew nothing about Premiere Pro when I started. So I learned Premiere Pro. I learned how to edit videos. I learned how to create the class outline. And yeah. oh, yeah, like I learned a lot creating that. So, it, yeah,
0: that's good. Now, you, I think, were part of a program that you had some coaching. Is that correct? That Skillshare offers?
2: I did. I was lucky enough. They They reached out to me because I've been on Skillshare as a client, I think, since they... Before the format where it's like you pay once and you have access to everything, right? You have to buy the classes individually. So I've been a customer for a really long time. <laughs> long time. time really yeah. Long time. <laughs> and, um, I, I don't think that had anything to do with it, but once in a while, I always got emails saying, would you like to teach a class? And I finally responded, yes, I would, you know, to one of these. Uh-huh. And it was during the teach challenge. And I think you had to apply.
0: Yeah, I think you did for the coaching because because I did the same thing. And I think I may have done it one season in front of you, like maybe one one season in front. But yeah, there was you would get a coach assigned to you, right?
2: Yeah, I got a coach and she was really nice and really helpful. And Mm -hmm. she went over everything. She listened to the videos and, you know, gave me tips of like some things I needed to refilm. So it was long because I had to redo some of the things. And then my husband, when I told him I was creating a second class, he's like, are you serious? <laughs> you were so stressed <laughs> when you made that first class. Are you serious? You seriously okay. want to
1: make a second one? But it took you it took you maybe seven months to do the first one. How long did it take you to do the second one?
2: This. this oh, my God. The second one I had in my mind, it was a Christmas theme class. Mm-hmm. So I had to get it out by. November Mm first, and you started when I decided this in end of August, early September. So I got it done in like a couple months. So see, yeah, which it was. I don't know if it's not doing as well because it's a little bit rushed, or if it's because it is Christmas themed and people aren't thinking about Christmas the whole year. Well, no, but the subject of the class, you can apply it to other seasons. It does it's not necessarily, it was just happened to be at Christmas. And so I filmed it with my Christmas tree in the bag, you know, just.
0: <laughs> so we're talking about um, these classes you created, but we haven't actually said what they are. So tell us a little bit about them. The first
2: class is how to use Procreate to create stickers. Awesome. And I show two ways to then uh, make your stickers either at home using scissors or a cutting machine with like a sticker paper that you mm-hmm. buy at the store or online, mm-hmm. or getting it outsourced to print-on-demand companies that will do stickers. Nice. So I I, I talked about both in that class, and then the second class was how. And wait, can I just interrupt and say that I took your first class
0: and it was super fun because you have Thank these you. little summer treats that you make, like little um, popsicles and ice cream <laughs> and like stuff like that. You now I want ice cream with bourbon naturally. <laughs> of, course you, of course you do, Nikki. Um, I thought it was really fun um, and and I enjoyed taking it. So thank you. I,
2: I took your first Copic class with the, the flowers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was great because I hadn't colored with my Copic markers in so long. And, right? and it was really great to take them out and actually use them and do something with it was it was a good class. And I learned stuff. You I think you were more advanced in Copic than I was because you did some techniques that I didn't know. So that was really, really great. Cool. So the second class was how to create gift tags on mm-hmm. Procreate. And I was giving away some Procreate brushes that I actually created. So I learned how to make Procreate brushes for that class mm-hmm. where they're just like stamp brushes, but it's stamped images of like the tag shape. And there was like three different shapes or two different shapes. Cool. And so it's like gift tags. You can make them for Christmas. You can make them for birthdays, hostess gift, whatever. But because it, it's Christmas themed in the tags and the background and when I'm filming, I think maybe people are just a little thrown off by it. Or then again, I'm really bad at social media marketing. So (laughs) (laughs) that could also be a huge problem because of why it's not working that well, you know?
0: Well, I think we all have challenges in that area for sure. Uh, Yes. But I think, yeah, I think Having something that's Christmas themed can be perfect for that season or even maybe in July. You could push it for the whole Christmas and July thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so there could be diff- some different opportunities. Um, but I think in, in essence, it's all a learning experience. So yeah. here you had this goal and you had a lot of things thrown at you. You mentioned personally there were some challenges yeah. that you were having when you were trying to do that first class. And you still said, you know what? I'm. I'm going to get this thing done, you know. Yeah. And you were able to get past those those challenges and make it happen. And so I, I think that's awesome.
1: And aside from accomplishing the goal of doing the courses,
2: you learned a whole bunch of new skills, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is I'm a what? What did I say I was a perpetual a uh, forever student? Yeah, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Which is true. I'm always looking to learn new things, looking at tutorials on on anything, you know, like cookie decorating and cake decorating. And so I know I know that
1: you had another specific goal that you were working on. And
2: what was that one? The the fonts and assets.
1: Yeah, you had the goal of creating digital products to sell on marketplaces like design cuts.
2: Yep. Design cuts. I kinda I kinda let go of the creative market for two reasons. They change your platform where it's like a membership and you have access to everything. You could still mm-hmm. buy individually, but I kinda didn't like that. And you know, they shunned me once, so <laughs> So screw you, Creative Market. I mean, but,
3: uh, I
1: mean, uh, <laughs> no, not really. I don't mean that. We love you, Creative Market. I still love Creative Market, but I've gotten plenty of my money.
2: <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Um so last year talking with you guys, I realized that I had that goal of creating fonts and digital assets and I was turned down and I put it to the side and I never went back to that. Yeah. So I told myself, you know what, in 2022, that's going to be one of my goals. I want to create fonts and some digital assets. So that's what I really worked towards in 2022 and 2021 was a Skillshare class. 2022 was the digital assets and fonts. And I decided to go with, um, I don't have a shop on my website because it's long to create and I haven't done it yet. But I really love the design cuts platform because they really do have they have they built a community and they're really acts towards helping their clients. They give free trainings, free learning and, it, you know, weekly tutorials. And they're like just really great. So I'm like, you know, what, I, mm-hmm. I really like them. This is the platform I want to be on. So they have something that's really great. If you go in the, the learn section. hmm. their website they have the digital product academy which is good for anybody you don't have to sell on their platform to take it so it's basically nine lessons on how to create digital assets from start to finish so that they are cohesive and branded nicely and they look nice and they so right so that it's like you have a better chance of getting accepted Mm -hmm. so I did all that. I joined the community and um Matt, who's the, oh, I want to say creative director, but I'm not a hundred percent sure he's on there. And I had some questions that I'm like, oh, he's going to be too busy to answer me. But I, mm-hmm. you know, I still tagged him and asked the question at large. And I tagged him question mark, you know, and he answered and he, wow. gave he, he even told me, he goes, do you want to send me, because I had a question about like the images for the display images Like, what do I send to get accepted? Because they are Mm -hmm. a curated platform. They do approve the sellers. It's not just like anybody can open an account to sell. Um, So you do need to be approved by them and Mm -hmm. you need to apply. So I was wondering, like, what do I send? And he's like, well, why don't you send me a PDF with your images? And I'll tell you if if it's okay or not. And I'm like, oh, my God, you do that? That's amazing. That is (laughs) amazing." amazing. Right? So... And he had some great feedback and I took it all and I changed what needed to be changed. And then I applied and then he like I got approved right away, which was fantastic. Wow.
1: Yeah. So let's go back and start after you did the um, what is it called? Digital Asset Academy. Yeah, they're they're like step by step guide to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll link to that in the show notes. But let's talk about how you started the process. How did you decide what products to create? And like, where did you even start?
2: Well, I always struggle with making these kinds of mm-hmm. Um, I had taken one of Lisa Glanz's uh, Skillshare classes about creating digital drawings with texture. Mm-hmm. And I had drawn these planets and a spaceship. And I'm like, oh, well, these would be like really cute graphics, you know. So I said, I'm going to reuse old stuff that I've already started and reuse them to make something now. So I had done those illustrations like, I don't know, 2019, 2018, I think. But it was a good starting point for this. It was a good starting point. I ended up redrawing them like multiple times. Um, But I had a starting point and I added more illustrations to really make it. um, I wanted to offer a lot of value because if you go on Design Cuts, you'll notice that a lot of people like the graphics kit, they have mm-hmm. a lot in them. Like they offer a lot. And that's one of the design cuts values is that you know, You need to give value to your customers. So the more is better. Right.
1: And did you use what you learned in Lisa's class and add some texture to them?
2: I actually did not add texture. I did it. I did it in mm-hmm. procreate, but I did it like clean lines and everything. Um, I don't know why I decided to do that. I just vectorizing the texture is mm. long, oh, it's yeah. a hassle and it's long and it <laughs> it takes up like my computer was so slow. It was just crazy. So I think I went like the easy route for that um just to make sure that everything was going to be working properly on my computer side and everything.
0: So you had sort of this space themed uh group of yeah. images that you had drawn and created. And then you wanted to um, turn those into a digital product. So how do you decide and maybe this digital academy helps to, to, to decide, but how do you know what format you want to sell them in? So you mentioned vector, you vectorize them. Do you have them in PNG format? Do you have them as a JPEG? Like,
2: how do you offer them? Yeah. What's all included in these packs? Oh, my God. I I struggled so much. That was one of the things where I really struggled because I want to cater to everybody. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to be happy. <laughs> do they not make recommendations? No, on that. I don't think that was part of. Interesting. I don't remember. I, I don't think it was. But And I, I went in the community and I did ask questions like mm-hmm. when you guys buy digital assets, what do you prefer? Do you prefer AI files, PNGs? Do you Photoshop? Like, what do you prefer working with? And I think it all boils down to who buys your products. Right. If it's just Mm -hmm. like an at-home mom who wants to put something together and who's not proficient on Illustrator or Photoshop. And she just wants the PNGs with no background. Right. Right. With transparent background. So I ended up offering vector format, JPEG, PNGs, and I believe EPS, which is also vector format. But um. I didn't do Photoshop format because I was like, that's a whole other thing. Um, although exporting it from Procreate, I could have just exported it as a Photoshop. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, mm-hmm. that, would have, that would have been easy to do, too. But I decided to create a font to add value. So nice. having a font with the set. Yeah. And I called that font a Space Cadet because I wanted it to be themed. That's cute. Yeah. Super cute. It was cute. And it, it's like a very simple hand-drawn font. Um not childlike, but almost like mm-hmm. originally I had called it elementary for like elementary school because I had been working on it for a bit before. Yeah. I have a bunch of fonts that are started from the <laughs> many years and I just they're just sitting in a sketchbook or in my procreate files. <laughs> so
0: let me ask you about that about the font creation. So people who want to get started in font creation. Do you is there a specific kind of software or app you can use that
2: helps you along the way to make it easy? So I use uh, the program Fontself, which is an extension for Illustrator. Oh, okay. Yeah, it helps create the font. They actually just came out with a version for your iPad, Mm -hmm. which is very simplified. Um, But the Illustrator version, you can do a lot more and a lot more tweaking to each glyph. Mm -hmm. And so I took uh, Tila Cunningham's how to make a font course on Skillshare. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. This one is a paid course on her platform. Um, She does have see what Tila does is really, really, really smart. She puts like a little piece of her big course on Skillshare. Mm hmm. And then if you want to have more, because she really works the way her courses are made, they're work by project. And she'll usually have four or more projects in the course. So she'll put one project as a course on Skillshare, and then she'll promote the course to go. That's clever. That's actually a really good use of Skillshare. (laughs) It is. It is Mm -hmm. very clever. So I actually took the full course. And um, I think this was back in. 2018 2017 when she first put it out I was in the first cohort and is that a word cohort it is English? and you used okay. it correctly <laughs> thank you I wasn't sure if it was French English you know okay so I was in. actually I, I believe I was in the first cohort of her course and of course I took the course I watched it and I never put out a font and I never you know what <laughs> I don't know if it was fear or if it was just I'll do it later. I, I don't re- remember why I didn't fear
1: and procrastination.
2: <laughs> That's right. I hate those guys. I know. <laughs> like sit on your shoulder. You know? Yeah. Um, but her course was really, really great. Like from start to finish mm-hmm. on, on letter form and how to how to create a font. So I had that knowledge.
1: Yeah, you may not have released a font, but that knowledge did not go to waste. It, it did
2: not. And I ended up using it many years down the line. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I actually released that product, the Space Adventure graphics kit mm-hmm. that had the Space Cadet font, I released the Space Cadet font separately. And I'm like, maybe not everybody wants to buy the graphics and they just mm-hmm. want the font, right? Well, turns out I sold zero of the big kit. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've sold like four or five fonts.
1: Well, then that was a very clever thing to do, huh? Right. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you about putting together the, the kit to sell. We know what file formats, but don't you also include like some example projects of how you use it and some instructions for things? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what
2: do you actually show for that? Is it just screenshots or? Um, Well, you always have to create some really pretty ways to sell the graphics. Mm -hmm. So like how you're going to use it. So I've created all these things for the presentation images for the product display. Like when you go on the product, what is that called? Page. Page. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. Eh, That's okay. You're old. (laughs) I can say that because I'm older than you.
2: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So if you go on the product page and you click on, you have all the images that I've created. So I created, I think that was also a very time consuming because you don't want to to have one or two images. You really want to show, you know, multiple possibilities of how to use your products in order to be able to reach the most different types of people and right. end users that you can. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I created mockups. I, I created, uh, like Party invitations. I It's super I'll, cute. Yeah, it is. Thank you. It is. I don't know why nobody wants to buy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let me let me ask you, does does design cuts in any of their their academy or their community, do they talk about how to help you get found on their platform? Because I know I don't know a lot. I don't know much about design cuts, but for example, with Etsy. There's mm-hmm. so much to know about Etsy SEO. So I imagine mm-hmm. it's the same with design cuts, like how, you know, maybe it's descriptions and keywords that you could change to help you get found.
2: No, they did. I don't think they really.
0: <laughs> well, if anybody has that information and they design for design cuts, please let us know. Um no, I I think that that is a good point, Nikki, that sometimes there are other things that we have to learn and especially around the marketing, because, you know, marketing is icky to a lot of us like marketing, Isabel. What's that? <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. But I think the other thing is maybe leveraging groups you're in, leveraging, of course, social media. Um, and one of the things I think that was cool when you talk about creating these product pages with all of all of the samples and things I know you had reached out to me on a new product that you were working on, which I don't think
2: has been released yet. No, no, it hasn't, because the suggestion that you made were fantastic. So what I did was I went on the community Mm -hmm. and I asked if anybody would like to be testing new Procreate brushes um, that I was creating that I wanted to sell. Oh, cool yeah so you know that's another way to use the community mm-hmm. so i had like three people reach out and then i reached out to laura also because i know that you know she's a huge Yes, a brush buyer brush hoarder
0: <laughs> right are you talking so, about me yes
2: <laughs> i could be talking about me
0: i almost said brush whore but
2: <laughs> of course you did
0: I do love me some Procreate
2: brushes. Yes, um, I do, too. And I don't always use them, but I buy every single one of Lisa Glanz's brushes. <laughs> so do I. So do I. <laughs> but I don't always end up using them, but I just, I just, oh, I idolize her. She's my, <laughs> she's, I love her. Oh,
0: you showed me one last week. It was like the cute animal creator one. And that was like one I hadn't bought yet. And I went out there and looked at it and I went, oh, yep purchase purchase put it, yeah. put it right in the
2: cart bought that sucker yeah it's so fun to use and it's it's great okay stop fangirling
1: over lisa glanz <laughs> i mean she's amazing we had so much fun interviewing her i'm so jealous <laughs> um but let's get back to you asked people in the community to try your brushes how did that go do you want the honest truth no we're all about lies here
2: <laughs> so i had i had asked people i said i will give you the brush set I would like you to try them and give me your honest feedback mm-hmm. and to create products and to give me the right that if you create something that I like that I could use it in the examples, but I would credit the person. No problem. You know, seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. Okay. Um, so I ended up sending three people the brushes mm-hmm. apart from Laura and uh-huh. only one person gave me feedback. Right. The other two never even replied to my email, which... Yeah, that's that's disappointing. They got a free brush set out of it. You know, I hate to say
1: it, but I think that's pretty typical.
2: Yeah. Yeah, probably. So then I needed more feedback. So I reached out to Laura and I'm like, <laughs> would you? <laughs> and I think you were in the middle of moving or I don't know. You were super busy, but you took an evening and I mean, you're the you gave me so much feedback. It was absolutely amazing. But that brush set was creating gift tags Mm -hmm. it was a gift tag brush set um but with all the illustrations that you could put on the gift tags and some some sayings like merry christmas happy birthday whatever
1: yeah oh so it's all the bits and pieces you would need but as a brush rather than as a graphic interesting yeah
2: and it's just basically stamping, stamping the images and then you can color it in. And yeah, and I actually used it in a
0: different way because I'm I'm a card maker, which is my thing. So I was able to take some of those images and blow them up. And I can't wait to show people whenever this comes out. Um, the <laughs> We're throwing that out there, Isabel into it, the world. It, it will. <laughs> <laughs> <It will. laughs> Ooh, there was that squeak we heard about. I know, right? So, <laughs> so I'm I'm really excited for that to come out but um uh, it was really fun to play with and yeah. so just this whole concept and this idea and the accessibility now that you can take things on your ipad that you create while sitting in front of the tv and turn these into products that you can sell and the fact that you can get them sold on a platform like design cuts which in my opinion is the best platform out there like yeah i love design cuts So um, I'm, you know, kudos to you for going through the process and figuring it all out and actually getting approved. And um, so I guess my question is, what are the next product? I know that product, but what other things do you want to be working on or do you want to release?
2: Well, following your advice, I ended up redrawing everything in a bigger (laughs) format so that people could use it on a card because Mm -hmm. I'm also a card maker and I don't know why I didn't think of it before Mm -hmm. because it wasn't. It's not as confining as well. You got to use it small, right? Right. Give more options. So I ended up redrawing. So, and then I decided maybe I'm going to make it like a set of like all the holidays, like Mm -hmm. Valentine's, Halloween. So I need to get around to doing all of the other things other than Christmas. So,
1: right. (laughs) Well, actually, that sounds like a good idea because then you could either sell the pack of all holidays and you could sell the individual ones.
2: Well, that was originally mm-hmm. i wanted to break it down and sell it like seasonal packs yeah but you're saying i should sell it like a big bundle and then all individual no you could do both do both so you, do you both. know the same way you did
1: your space one with the font and then you did the yeah. font separately do one pack of all the holidays that's a higher price point and the individual ones at a lower price point
2: you're so smart nikki <laughs> hey <laughs> That's why they pay me the zero bucks. <laughs> so I have this is that that Procreate brush that is actually going to take a while to get out there. But I have a font that's ready to go. I actually made a plan for 2023. Ooh, a plan. <laughs> I always plan at the beginning of January and then come February. I don't remember what I planned. For oh, the yeah. year,
1: so. Making plans is a lot easier than sticking
0: to them. Isabel, you're better than i am because if you plan on january 1 i pretty much forgot it by january 3rd
1: <laughs> hey i've decided
0: this year the new
1: year starts on the first day of spring oh because <laughs> when is that uh march 20th okay that's my new year
2: you know it's still winter up here at martin in march well <laughs> we still have snow it's hard hor- yeah. wow <laughs> yeah it gets cold up here um do you want to know my plan for 2023? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found a new hobby in September. Of course <laughs> you did. And you took
1: some classes
2: for it. Um, no. Uh, no? No. I just watched a lot of tutorials online. Instagram reels and YouTube reel, YouTube stories. I found modern hand embroidery. Oh. And I completely fell in love with it. I was on Instagram and this this feed popped up and she had these little stickers that she stuck on a sweatshirt and she embroidered this little bear. It was like the cutest thing. And then she wet it and that sticker just disappeared. And I was like, oh, my God,
1: I have to do that now.
2: (laughs) I need me some of that. (laughs) Where can I get that? And so I Google and like within Two weeks, I had over a hundred colors of floss. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. But I, I think what I miss as much as I love drawing on Procreate, I think what I missed was holding something tangible. Yeah. And doing something with my hands. I hadn't done that in years and it felt so good. And I just really love that I can use my illustrations that I've just been piling up in my iPad. Uh And I can put them on a piece of fabric and embroider them like it's great. So do you buy that um,
1: sticker paper and print your images on it?
2: Well, I yes, I bought some of that sticker paper and I I also tried the traditional way, which is to trace your image with a pen Mm -hmm. that washes out, um, washes out. Or actually now they have some that uh, if you use the friction pen, you know, it's like the with the little yep. eraser. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's heat activated, isn't it's it? It's heat ah. activated. So you take your hair dryer and you just go over it and it disappears. It's like magic.
0: It's it's great for embroidery and it's really bad if you like leave your journal or something in a hot car. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh my God. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> nice. So I've been really struggling. You, usually when I find something new, I'm like, oh, I want to sell this. I, like right away, I want to jump on it. Yeah. And then it just fizzles out. Right. So I told myself, no, mm-hmm. wait till the new year and then see if you still love it. Okay. And if you want to, you know, so I want to take some of my designs. I have got two plans, like parallel plans for the year. I'm going to take some of my designs, create a uh, stick and stitch is that's what they're called mm-hmm. designs and sell them by packs of 10 to 12. That's, a standard out there i've done some research on etsy okay mm-hmm. and um so i want to start with that and maybe down the line i would love to create embroidery kits ah. but then the shipping from canada with canada post is so expensive hmm. so i was thinking maybe wholesale but i don't know because that just requires a lot of brain function <laughs> and a lot of work and I I don't know if I'll be able to do that, but I definitely I'm planning for uh, the end of the second quarter. So like early summer, Mm -hmm. uploading in my Etsy shop, revamping my Etsy shop and then uploading stick and stitch packs. Cool. I'm going to I'm going to start with that and I'm going to try to do it slowly. And then the first two quarters of the year uh, are going to be for design cuts and I have a font that's ready to go. I just need to finish uh, just tweaking one little thing and then I can upload it to uh, the platform to get approved because they actually also you can't just like upload it and it's live in your shop right away on design cuts. You upload it. They review the product, make sure uh-huh. that everything works and everything is up to snuff, you know, mm-hmm. or up to par. And then it's released. And then the first two weeks that a product is released on Design Cut, it's automatically on sale, which okay. is the best time to buy it. hmm When you're the buyer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I know there's also like a discount. So when people yes. um, on Design Cuts, if you want to buy a product, and that's how I get sucked in personally. Oh yeah, me too. Like if you go in and buy one product, you pay like full price. If you add a second product, you get like 10 or 15% off. And then yeah. if you if you add like five or six products, you get like up to 50% off or something ridiculous.
2: They change it and it's no longer up to five products, up to three products. Okay. Yeah. But still, it's really good. I think it's like 30% off with three products or something like that or.
0: Yeah. So that's still like a yeah. really great deal. Yeah. But then um, I guess you would sell more and maybe even SEO, you're, you're, you're like higher up, like a new product might be higher up to be found. Um, yeah. And then you get some percentage
2: of the, total, I'm assuming, with design cuts. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I haven't looked at my contract in a bit, but I believe it's 50 percent of the sale price goes to the artist, which is actually really good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty generous. That is very, very good. Because if if you think about royalties and things like that, getting a 50 percent royalty would be amazing, you know, because they're bringing (laughs) people in a marketplace. They're bringing a lot of those people to you. That's one of the things I like about Skillshare, I will say, is that, you know, people find your class whereas you're you still should market it yourself but the fact that people can find you on a marketplace I think is really great um for when you're just getting started so you don't have to have all that figured out yourself
2: yeah so those are my plans right now is possibly embroidery stick and stitch end of the the second half of 2023 but the first half I want to focus on fonts. I've got a font ready to go. I have another one that's halfway done. And then I've got that Procreate brush set that I need to get on it and finish it. And really, you could use a lot of the same images, right? Yeah. And you know what I did for the, this font that's going to be released? It's called Skinny Jeans. And it's actually like, I, I find it just like really cute and fun. I used Canva. And it took me one evening and I had like eight images done. And it was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Because they have like mini mockups now too on Canva. Oh, wow. So like just to put like you know like a baby t-shirt and I just put like you know found a little graphics in their things and then like a little ship's wheel and I put you know ahoy matey you know and I wrote <laughs> so, ahoy matey. It was like really cute. Yeah, cute. But it took me it took me 5 minutes. Yeah. Which if I had to search for a mockup, buy the mockup, Right. import it in Photoshop and then like work it and work it. And I was like, it would have taken me much longer. So I actually ended up using, I do have a um, a paid membership mm-hmm. to Canva. Yeah, but, I was going to ask that next. But they have a lot of free assets too. I only got the paid one because I had to do something for a client, which I needed some extra stuff. Well, I used the paid version because they
0: had um, some really cool like ebook formats and things that I could use for my Skillshare class. So when you need to have little spacers in between the videos, you know, where you pop stuff up on the screen, I found that Canva worked really well for that. And they already have, you know, you just change the colors and stuff, but they have some of the design already put together. And this
1: episode is not sponsored by Canva. (laughs) But Canva, if you would like to contact us.
2: (laughs) I I did the same thing for my Skillshare class. I used Canva to create all the uh, bookends of the videos. Yeah. Like just that static image. And it's just it was. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, it works great for that. I, yeah. I love it for that. Do we have an affiliate link for Canva? I don't know, but we should get one. <laughs> okay, I'll look into that. <laughs>
2: Do
1: they have that. Do they even have that? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to look into that. So, so, Isabel, you're a graphic designer. You work with clients. You're a mom to two teenage boys. And you're doing embroidery, digital products, fonts, <laughs> 87 other things. That has to keep you crazy busy. Mm -hmm. How do you juggle it all and still manage to feed those hungry boys?
2: (laughs) And see, I find myself very lazy because I know there are people out there that do so much more, but I don't have the mental capacity for that because (laughs) I just get exhausted. But you are still doing a lot of things. At least it looks like it from our
1: point of view. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I I guess so. But I also have many days where I feel like I look busy, but I feel like I got nothing done. Oh, uh, well, that's a whole
1: entire episode on its own.
2: <laughs> Is, right. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> But thank you. I'm glad people think I <laughs> I get a lot done. <laughs> nice, nice. I know. I know. My my uh, my 18 year old the other day said, "Well, you know, you just sit at your desk and do your little drawings." And I'm like, "I don't just do little drawings. <laughs> That's not what I do.
1: I do big drawings too." <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, "You know, I actually
2: work for customers that pay money." <laughs>
1: people don't understand those of us who work at home in a room by ourselves yeah or in a bus by themselves
2: (laughs) well it's like this morning i don't know if i should tell you guys this you should absolutely (laughs) so i did some market research and i bought an embroidery kit Mm-hmm. Uh during Christmas, but there was some duty fees that I had to pay. Okay. And so this morning I'm I'm working and I'm co-working with Jennifer, which you guys will interview her mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And I was on the doorbell ring, so I'm like, ah, oh, just a second. So I run downstairs, but I'm in my one-piece pajamas. <laughs> 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 and I answer the door, and it's the male person. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm still in my pajamas. She's like, oh, it must be nice to be. I said, I'm working from home, but I'm in my, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I mean, she goes, oh, that must be so nice to be able to work in your pajamas. So, yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It is. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's nice. I yeah. only dress when I have to, or when I do get dressed, it's like, you know, leggings and a t shirt. It feels <laughs> like a pajamas, basically, you know? Well, I work from home, but
0: I'm in meetings pretty much all day from like eight o'clock in the morning till sometimes six or seven o'clock at night, sometimes even later. And I mean, if I took a shower that day, that's a good day. I mean, most right. <laughs> the other day, somebody said, oh, your hair looks so nice. And I was like, yeah, because I, I took a shower today and washed it. <laughs> oh, I I get that, too.
1: What did you do to your hair? It looks so good. What did you do? I I washed it. It was my week, it was my weekly shower. <laughs> you know? But Laura, I bet I bet you at least put real clothes on the top half
2: at the top half. Yeah.
0: Business up top and pajamas on the bottom. I do. But then you have to remember, if you did leave your pajama bottoms on, you can't stand up because as soon as you stand up, it's like very obvious. And <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You just have those moments where you're like, oh, man. And I've done it before where I've worn a nightgown and then I put like a jacket over it. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious, <laughs> and, then, and people don't know it's like my nightgown, and so you in a pretty nightgown. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you have to get on a seven AM call, I am not a morning person, so it's just not going to happen. Okay, we digress.
2: All right,
1: ladies, <laughs> let's get back on track here. What were yes. we talking about? <laughs> Design, drawing, selling things. My plan for twenty twenty three. Your plan I, for twenty twenty three. I think it sounds good. And I, I, I think that's all I got
2: for you guys. I don't know. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: here's what I would like to ask you is yeah. for somebody who is just getting started and they want to create a digital product for design cuts, for example,
2: what would be the the one piece of advice that you would give them? Do that product academy. First and foremost, go check out the product academy. Even if you're planning on selling on another platform. Mm -hmm. just you know create an account go in the learn section and really do that product academy because they they give so much information and it's like really interesting and it's you can apply it to to any kind of digital asset that you want to sell or actually any other thing too you want to sell like for for parts of it like the branding and like other other parts of it also Mm -hmm. like how to to market it and stuff they do cover that a little bit but I want to take that class now. Yeah, I want to take it, too. I'm surprised you haven't. <laughs> well, we
1: only haven't taken it because we didn't know it exists. Exactly. Oh. We would have.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I think that that would be the first thing. Like, I, No,
1: I think it's great advice. Awesome. All right, Isabel, tell all our listeners where are all the places they can connect with you, buy from you, learn from
2: you. Okay, uh Skillshare, you can find me under Isabel Wood Art or just type in Isabel Wood. Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, which I do have a YouTube. Eventually, I'm planning on putting some little like tutorials and stuff, but I just have to set myself up and that's just it takes a while that's so. a 2024 goal <laughs> thank you yeah oh great yes that's a good idea yes. 2024 YouTube videos there you go all my social my social handles are all the same it's isabelwood.art mm-hmm. and my website isabelwood.com or .ca I have both nice and the Etsy shop is uh, Isabel Wood Art, but right now it's on vacation <laughs> until I decide what to do with it it's on hold
0: well Isabel we have had so much fun talking with you as always. And uh, we thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. To learn more about Isabel and read today's Stardust Society show notes, go to stardustsociety.com slash Isabel Wood. If
1: you've enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend. Sharing helps us reach more Stardusts like you and keeps us inspired to create new episodes. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.